What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. I love her so much. I'd say she's probably tied with my family. It's the one and only (laughs) Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And I don't want to sound like Jasmine, but you need to take it back because I think it's not being tied. I know you're joking, but I think... Who, Who says I'm joking? I think you are the most important person in my life. And then our families. I'm not taking away from them, but we always talk about this. And now we are the main family. We are the main family. Would you agree with me? I I, I agree. I'm not taking any love away from our parents, but I think it's a different love. Like they, I think the way we feel about each other, they feel about each other, right? Mm -hmm. And then they have the kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when it comes to priority, I prioritize you over anyone anyone when it comes to love I, I think i think we're in a unique circumstance because we love our parents and our family so much yes i don't think everyone has that necessarily that same love that we do i think we're fortunate in that sense very fortunate so uh, i when i put you at the same love level as my family it's because both it can't get higher for either so it'd be it'd be kind of a lie to be like oh yeah i love you more than my family i love you equally you guys are all my family is this is this wrong if you said if you said you loved me more than you loved your parents i would be like whoa that's harsh it's a different love like for me i can't i can't compare the two because i don't love my parents like i love you it's very different i love them for who they are they raised me and we good (laughs) good relationship (laughs) (laughs) i love your parents for the same reasons not that they raised me but they they raised you and we good we have great relationships (laughs) i don't know where this this new slogan is coming from we good teresa just trying something new we good why would (laughs) try something else (laughs) you know what i mean but like when it comes to you it's a different love not taken away from our families it's just different okay wouldn't you agree i agree i don't know if that's what this argument was between chino and jasmine well i think jasmine just wants to be the only person in his life what i'm saying is like we and you said it we love our families and we care for them and we involve them in our lives for a reason right i think jasmine's trying to do the opposite she's trying to get rid of gino's family and that's that's the point i was gonna make i think it's completely different because jasmine hates uncle marco and cousin dana and so to hear that oh my god you love them even if it's as much as me she can't stand them so she can't even fathom how she could be on the same level as those guys and it all comes back to your initial comment that we are fortunate because not that you love your family and i love my family but because we love each other's families correct your family just accepted me immediately and if you think about it i was in the same position of all these foreigners right you're bringing home a foreigner i didn't need your a little bit i didn't need your green card that's the well that's (laughs) Sort of the difference a little bit. You did need my green card eventually. You didn't well, need it right off the bat. No, we, I didn't. But I also always told you I'm down to move back to Europe if you come with me. Right. So. The The main difference between us and our friends on 90 is you were in the States when we met. Yes. I think that's, I do think as cool as my parents are and accepting and understanding, 
I think they would have pushed me a little bit harder if I said, oh, I'm moving Teresa over here from the Czech Republic mm -hmm. versus, yeah, she lives in New York currently. And in a few years, yes, she her visa will expire and she will need a green card. And my parents were understanding of that. But if I said, you oh, had yeah. that conversation with your parents? I'm sure. They were probably like, yeah, what's her status? What's her deal? How is she here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Interesting. And they were all the, totally understanding and accepting and, yeah. and loved you from day one, of course. Oh, they, they, they really, really did. And my parents did too, even though you didn't think so about my dad and yes. his driving. Yes. But then my, my mom welcomed you with all the Slivovitz and food. Oof. Didn't you feel loved immediately? I felt drunk immediately. <laughs> and then when I sobered up, I was like, oh, I think she loves me. They do, both of them. Believe me, they're just, our parents are coming to, uh, we're doing this family vacation soon. And my parents are planning gifts for everyone. So oh, they, lo right. they love everyone. <laughs> Easy on the alcohol, Ivana. <laughs> That's what I'll say. All right. Let's do a little business before we get into the meat of this episode real quick. We're on Patreon, we're on Supercast, patreon.com slash reality, reality.supercast.com. What we're doing over there is covering the other way. It's quite the season. Quite the we're, season. We're covering it starting at the Cousins Club level. It's also on the Family Affair level. So check it out if you're interested in that, if you want more content, Patreon and Supercast. Also, we're on Instagram at Pod. You can message us there. We share updates over there. We do memes once in a while over there. So make sure you're following along so you don't miss a thing on Instagram at Pod. Yes. Also, <laughs> make sure you're just following the podcast wherever you're listening. Wherever you're listening right now, it's so easy to do. You just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as that freaking ball of hummus. I knew you were going to say it. I wish you made me guess what your smash like it's hot was going to be because I was going to say that. I, I almost felt like you knew because when they brought that ball of hummus in front of Misha and Nicola, John is like. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we, love, we love a good hummus. Sucker for a good hummus. Shout out to Thunder Mifflin and Sabre. Sabre. We love the Kirkland makes really good hummus. Oh, shout out to Costco. Yeah. You know what's the best about the Costco hummus? Hmm. So they the have price? multiple, they have multiple, but they, ha they saw these hummus in smaller portions. It's in a box. So it's like oh, individual yeah, yeah. little hummuses. Yeah, a snack pack. Yeah. So like you can just open up and eat one and it's almost like a portion control. Plus I hate like once you open the hummus, like you don't want to let it, leave it open for too long. Yeah. These little hummuses, you can just snack on one and the rest is closed and sealed and then snack on the next one whenever you want to snack. All right, so smash it like you're smashing chickpeas to make <laughs> hummus. Yes, very, like, very healthy, guys. Smash like it's that hot. And last but not least, you guys know we're suckers for a little love around here. It's what keeps us going. It's the wind in our sails. And so if you haven't left a review, please do. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Absolutely. I got one I'd like to read. All right. Okay, this one comes to us from our friend Enviro or Enviro Esquire. Okay. okay, hello. Five stars, titled love it. Fangirling. Ooh, okay. I love that too. Love the pod. Love that y'all are real people, down to earth. Thanks for answering my email about your outro music. Totally oh. was fangirling to see you all actually emailing me. How cool. Well, we think it's cool that you call in, write in, want to know about the pod, want to know about the music. So thank you for reaching out to us. And we think it's cool that you guys listen to us. 
Period. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the music. We know half you guys just listen for the music. <laughs> Thank you. What a review. What a review. We love it. Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you. And Vero and Viro Esquire. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm messing it up, but we appreciate that review so much. Absolutely. All right. Before we get into the meat of this episode, before we get into the hummus of this episode, mm-hmm. what about a little 90 day, by the way? Let's do it. Can I interest you in a little 90 day, by the way? Interest me. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you're interested. Uh, 90 day, by the way, number one. Let's start with a Scott, uh, Scott of Scott and Lydia. Oh, okay. what is he up to? What is he up to? It's a great question. He has recently announced a new business venture. Okay. All right. We know he was a respiratory therapist. Yeah. And then he, unfortunately, he had a stroke and that kind of took him out of that field, that line of work. So then he started doing something else. I'm not exactly sure what it was he was doing. Well, he was homeless for a little bit. He was living in his car for a short time, but I think he started working recently. But he says there is such a thing as bad press because apparently all of the hubbub and the press and the social media led him to be fired from his most recent job. Oh. Which, okay, I'm with you. Some of that press is not good. But also, this guy's on Instagram 23 hours a day. Yeah. So maybe put your phone down and do your job. But, okay, he's now got a new business venture. And as I said, he's on the phone a lot. I think this is right in line. This is what he should be doing. This is where he's going to excel and thrive. Is he getting paid for clicks? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, maybe they did away with that. I haven't seen, remember like Nicole, You every oh my post of hers was clickbait. Oh my gosh. Maybe somehow they put an end to that because I haven't seen it recently. But no, that's not what he's doing. Here's what he's doing. He's starting his own Instagram subscription platform. Okay. Okay. Team Scotty, he's calling it. I think you should workshop that name a little bit more. But Team Scotty is a Instagram subscription he's offering where he's going to do personal training. He's going to show workouts. He's going to dance and more. Okay. So, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Let it sink in. Interesting. Let us think. Basically, everything he's done so far on Instagram, now he's going to start charging for it, seems like. Okay. He needs to define his business. Yeah, I think the Ann Moore defines it. I feel like there are women out there who would pay for his OnlyFans. I was going to say, I think he knows there's very little market for OnlyFans, so that's why he's kind of skewing it towards an Instagram subscription, because... Yes, there would be a handful of people who'd sign up to see him shirtless and flexing those muscles. But I or think, flexing that piece. Hello. <laughs> I think it'd be few and far between. But I think he's thinking I have more of an audience here. There's more people who would be mm. interested in my training, my workouts, me dancing. He also says he's going to get nutritionists involved, dietitians involved. Okay. So I think he's going to try to make it a platform with some actual educational and informational pieces of content. Okay. Guess the price, the monthly price. Monthly price for workouts, nutrition support, and dancing? Yes. 25 Oh, well, you're going to be excited to hear it's only $19.99 a month. Oh, okay. And it includes a t-shirt. Wow. So. Well, I think it's, it's smart because I feel like even the cameo and all this, like, Small ad. I think he charges so much for cameo. Yeah. 
there are others who charge way less and I think you can build up more followers, especially if you're not super famous. Like I think a lot of people maybe want cameo from Darcy, right? I got one. It was <laughs> beautiful. And I feel like people like Darcy and I hate to say this, but even maybe Angela can charge more, but there are others who I'm like, whoa, like who pays for that, right? Okay. So Scott starting on $19 in a t-shirt is not very cocky. He's trying something new. Yeah, that's to me, it's a little cocky, but I guess he sees the reaction he's getting on social and says, all right, people are into this and probably would pay for it. But I think $20 for just a, I don't know, it just seems like a, a potluck of content. You don't even know what you're signing up for, what you're going to get. Will it apply to me? It's not Correct. personal. Cameo is at least personal. I think he'll need to define this to be like, okay, so I pay 19 bucks or 20 bucks a month. And I'll get access to weekly workouts, upper body, lower body, full body, extreme apps or something. <laughs> then yeah. maybe a couple of dietitian diet plans for people who may want to get muscles, people who might want to lose weight. Like they're different. Like you can just say, oh, dietitians and workout. But that's the it's thing. Very per- it's you need so to personalize specific. it. It's yeah. so specific. So, the, so if you and I signed up for this, we'd want two different programs. You're not uh, going to get that. I want to, I want to get, I want to get into muscles. I've been trying for so long and oh, the pizza weekends are just killing it. All Where right. Do I? Okay. <laughs> so that's by the way, number one. How about by the way, number two? Okay. Number two. This is a 90 day adjacent piece of news. It's not okay. full on 90 day, but I'm excited. So there were murmurs. Teresa, tell us what a murmur is. The murder people? No. A murmur. I'll give you, there was murmurs of. Ooh, there was like rumors uh, from the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mermaid secrets. <laughs> yes, there were murmurs about this months ago, and I think we talked briefly about it. Now it's a reality. It's a new television show. Mer people too? No. Oh. Sorry to get your hopes up. No. <laughs> House of Villains on E. We talked about this briefly months ago. But House of Villains is a new show coming to E. Is it the one that Francesca from Too Hot to Handle is going to be there? No. Oh. Maybe there was talk of her, but no. This is 10 reality stars known as villains on their respective shows competing against each other to be named America's ultimate supervillain with the winner walking away with a $200,000 cash prize. Nice. And I think, well, so this is not the one where people will be speaking different languages. No. Because that's the one Francesca was going to be on. No. You remember? This, no. There was a dating one with everyone speaking different language. Yeah. These people can barely speak English from, from what I've seen. And, so English is, and English is their first language. Okay. The reason I bring it up is because Anfisa. I know. Is on it. Okay. So excited about that. Others, Johnny Bananas. From, no the re- from the real world. Okay, shout out to JB. Shake from Love is Blind. Oh. Quite the villain. <laughs> yeah. Quite the villain. Johnny Fairplay from Survivor. Bobby Lights from Love and Hip Hop. Corinne from Bachelor in Paradise. Amorosa from The Apprentice. No? No. Okay. no. Tiffany, a.k.a. New York from Flavor of Love. Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Uh-oh. And Tanisha Thomas from Bad Girls Club. So... They're all going to compete. There's going to be physical challenges, mental challenges. They're going to compete. If you win, you're safe from elimination that week. And then at the end of the week, a villain sent home. And then we see who's left. 
Interesting. I'm pretty. Why I'm pretty is Anfis on it? She's what? a villain. Oh, she was a little villain. She's, come on. Give me my makeup bag. Pay for this. Yelling at that. True, but I think she turned her life around from that when he got incarcerated. And oh, she's yeah. like, fuck. You're right. I'm and actually- she like built her own empire. She's doing her own thing. Like she, I think she distanced herself from the 90 day world. Like she's on social media. But I think she's just like, she found her own thing, which is good. You're right. I'm kind of surprised that she would get involved in this because she is doing her own thing in the fitness, yeah. in the fitness space. And yeah, this and is I kinda, think she's like making these in cash oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. This has got to be dragging her back into the drama. But okay, I'm sure it's a nice payday and fun and keeps your name out there. And that's good for business. True. So, unless you're a Scott. But okay, it's premiering Thursday, October 12th at 10 p.m. on E! With supersized 75-minute-long episodes airing simultaneously on Bravo, Sci-Fi, and USA. So I'm excited. I don't think we'll be covering this, but we'll be watching. And I could see us doing a Patreon bonus or well, two. I can do a Patreon bonus, yeah. a Patreon bonus or two. All right. Our monthly Patreon is way less than Scott's monthly. So Correct. There you go. All right. That is 90 Day By The Way. What do you say we do with the reason we're here Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 Days... Lucky 13. Oh, yeah. Lucky 13. I love the number 13. We're not going to get into it. Okay. We I think I've whole, said it before. We, we went on a whole long conversation about the number 13, Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. On and on. I think people are just afraid of it. You should embrace it. Embrace right. what you're afraid of. All right. Shall we talk about this first couple? Yes, let's talk about <laughs> Cleo and Christian. Let's just start hot. Yeah, so Cleo is a little concerned after the astrology reading. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting? And we talked about it before, whether we believe or not. I don't believe in that stuff. No. But I would love to know what our astrology reading would be, not to... Not to freak out over it like Cleo, but I would just be very interested because we are the same sign. We're the True. same astrological sign. Our birthdays are literally a couple of days apart. So I would love to know what the deal is. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it either, but like you know the relationship we have, right? I would mm-hmm. be interested to hear someone to say, I, I imagine you're like, oh, you guys are probably, like, you guys are not getting along. And I would be like... You're not very good at this. I just think it's one of those things where you can make it make sense. I feel like you you get one piece of advice and you can tailor it to your life. Or, or if you don't want to, you could explain it away. I just don't think it's anything that's so specific that it's, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly me. I think it's broad strokes and then you adapt it to your life. Yeah, it's every, every reading. And I told you I did the old gypsy reading. Mm-hmm. She was very popular, but I think there were there were a few things she said, she guessed, and a few things I'm like, I don't have a brother. <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> but yeah, I think Cleo takes this very seriously. Yeah. So the whole reading really affected her point of view of the relationship. However, she wants to get back on track. She wants to make sure they do everything they can to make this work. And what better way to get back on track than with a little dress up, a little cosplay. So they talked about doing cosplay together. And for me, when you say cosplay, I picture these conventions. Yeah. 
I, I automatically go sexual, and I don't think it is. I think it's just like dress up, like you're yeah. dressing up like characters. But yes, there are those types of conventions, and there are those who bring the costumes to the bedroom. And we're not here to judge either of them. No, you do you. You do you. You do your partner as well, whoever they may be dressed as. <laughs> so Christian's idea is like, let's dress as those 1920s gangsters. Mm -hmm. So they both dressed, and he looks way better than he normally does. Ooh. Like his clothes sucks. I don't know what the jacket from 1998. Yeah. But at least I'm like, all right, dude, maybe you should rethink your closet. Yeah. I think like a guy in LFO wore that leather jacket or something. Those, I remember the jackets. I was in like middle school, or high, early high school when it got popular. Yeah. I'm a sucker for a good leather jacket. Black. Black. Mm -hmm. Just black. I could maybe see blue, but black. But that whole thing with uh, like a it's like a driver, like a car race driver. No, style. I think he's trying to be like motorcycle. Yeah, it's it's not it. But yes, they're dressing up as 1920s gangster and flapper girl. Yes, but first let let, let us measure Christian's neck. Yikes! And I didn't know. I mean, I do know that's a thing. If you buy a nice shirt, oh, make yeah. sure it fits, right? But I don't know. You have to get your neck measured for a costume. I don't think you do. Right? But. But I'm glad they did. The store clerk is measuring. He's like, oh, my gosh, your neck is so tiny. You have <laughs> the tiniest neck I've ever seen. He goes, this is the skinniest neck I've ever seen. Very, very small. <laughs> and then Cleo is like, my Adam's apple is twice the size as his. Yeah. And you could tell that Christian's like not loving that comment. Did you pick up on it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I never knew neck shaming was a thing. But, yeah, it was a little emasculating towards Christian, who you know is already dealing with a lot in his own mind right now. And so I just think that was – that hit differently. That hit extra hard for him. If If the sales associate said that to me, I'd be like, oh, I thank you. But because <laughs> uh, everything we've seen over the past couple of weeks with Christian, I think it's just hitting a little different. Do you think, like, let's say if you gain weight, your neck gets bigger? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. What are you talking about? I think you you have one neck. It's like your head doesn't really get bigger. Yes, it does. does your it? skull doesn't, but everything attached to it does. I guess. You see, I never thought of it at all. Yeah. I never thought of measuring my neck. Yeah, I think... As a guy, I do. I need to know, okay, I could button this top button and put a tie on. And so, yeah, it's always like 15 and three quarters, 16 and a quarter. Like, it's very specific measurements. Interesting. Well, Christian yeah. has a 14, yeah. a tiny, tiny neck, apparently. I had no idea. But here's yeah. the thing. His neck doesn't look small. Like, if you look at him, mm. I wouldn't be like, oh, look at this dark guy with a small neck. I mean, I don't really look at his neck. The only neck I look at is small heads. It's, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a different show. Yeah, that's different a different show, show we, uh, we release on Wednesdays. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> they get the measurements. They change into their costumes. They're loving it. They're starting with the accents. They're dancing. They're having fun. This is just what the doctor ordered. This is what Christian and Cleo needed. Yeah, so next costume, this little middle-aged vibe. He dresses as a knight, and she dresses as a middle-aged lady. He went all out on this outfit. This was legit. Still better than his actual wardrobe. 
Yes, this was, this actually would protect, unlike his leather jacket that he thinks is mm -hmm. offering protection, like a motorcycle that he doesn't ride, this would protect. Did you know that I love m movies from the Middle Ages? There yeah. is a knight, there is a king, a couple, a couple of queens, some princesses, I'm sold. All right, I'm not that into it, but you do I, you. I know you're not, which is ridiculous, but... Okay. Maybe one day. Okay. So Christian, he's wearing his armor. He's feeling good. And he wants to play that romantic part, that that knight in shining armor. And so he goes, well, I think now's the right time. I'd like to give you something. I bought you something last night. And he whips out a sterling silver necklace. And he says, this represents my love for you. And Cleo's like, your love? Did you just say love while you give me a sterling silver necklace? How do you know it's sterling silver? He made a point to say it was sterling silver. Oh. Just be like, this is a necklace. Ster I don't think sterling, and I'm not a jewelry expert, but I don't think sterling silver is panty dropper talk. No, but maybe he wanted to be specific because she may have... Allergies to different materials. Mm. Some, like I, for yeah, example, fun yeah. fact, I cannot have silver earrings. I know, but you would have stainless steel probably. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like you would go stainless steel over yeah. sterling silver. I would go stainless steel because I, my body does accept that, but I cannot have silver earrings. I just meant the royal you. I didn't mean you specifically. I meant if Christian was concerned about an allergy you would go stainless steel. Oh, yeah. You, you wouldn't should. go sterling. But okay, it's the thought that counts, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is always the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts, and it's the words that accompanied that thought, which is love. It's a big, This was a big moment. Big moment. They <laughs> hug, <laughs> when they she, make out. When she pictured the first time he said, I love you, I, I don't know that she pictured him wearing medieval armor but he didn't say i love you he said this is showing my love which yeah but then is kind of saying it without saying it yeah he said i want to keep working on us it was all the right words and yeah it meant a lot to cleo and they're going for this hug and then this little makeout sesh correct so things are great so how about a little thanksgiving shopping tomorrow's thanksgiving Christians staying in, in England, which no one else celebrates Thanksgiving but the U.S. So he's going to miss it. He always celebrates with his family. How about we do a little celebration? You, me, and Jane. Yeah, yeah. So they head to the store. They have to grab the ingredients they need. I was hoping for some more comedy from this scene. What do you mean? It really kind of felt, I don't know. Paul goes to the supermarket. He's like, five for five. Five for five, friend. Oh, you buy five, you get five. It's like well, that's Paul. I know, but this is Christian. Correct. Well, I kind of want to see the cooking because he said this is the first time I'm going to cook the Thanksgiving meal. And from what I know, cooking that bird is difficult. Yeah. Unless sure. he's not making turkey. For sure. No, because they go to the counter. They compare two turkeys. They get the oh, smaller okay. of the two. But yeah. They just walked in and it was like, oh, pineapple. I like pineapple, but it's not very Thanksgiving. Oh, cranberries? Well, juice, but not this. So like, it was kind of a dry shopping excursion, mm. but they got what they needed and they leave. Yes. So Cleo has a class 
And Christian, he, he needs some alcohol. <laughs> he, he needs to go to the pub because it's been a while. Yeah. Maybe she's taking class from home, I guess. And so he couldn't be there. She's doing online courses. I think she went to class. I just think he loves going out. Yeah. And that's true. I guess if I'm in a foreign city, I'm not going to sit at home for three, four hours. I'll go explore. I may, yeah. ex- I may explore more than the bottom of a couple pint glasses, but <laughs> that's what he chose to do. He, he says, I'm going to go to the pub for a couple pints to kill time. So four hours later, mm-hmm. he's back at the Airbnb. Cleo walks in and he's drunk. He was bouncing off the walls. Bouncing off the walls. You can tell that he is a happy drunk. Uh, well, you know, everyone's different. I don't think he always is. Mm. I, I think the right cocktails got him there. Interesting. He did say he switched to wine at the apartment. Wine, oh. wine for me is always a little bit more of a smiley drunk. Is it? Yeah. You see, I don't think I have... There was this whole bit on how I met your mother. Do you remember? About how different alcohols make you different type of drunk. Remind me. It's like when Marshall and Barney were fighting and then... Robin and Lily were like, well, we need to get them drunk. But they were trying to find the right type of drunk. Uh, okay. So they were like drinking tequila. They got wild drinking Dakaris. They got like a little sassy and kiss everyone and drinking absinthe and mm-hmm. floating in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I, do, I do. I don't totally subscribe to like, oh, if I have tequila, I'm going to fight the bar. But I do have, okay, certain alcohols give me more hungover. Certain alcohols take more to affect me. And yeah, wine does tend to make me a little bit more smiley. Like wine makes me very chatty. Yeah. And tequila <laughs> makes me want to like hit the dance floor. I, it doesn't matter what I am. Yeah. I can be home. I can be at a bar. I can be at a club. I smell tequila. I'm about to hit the dance floor. She's not lying, folks. <laughs> All right. So Cleo's home. Christian's bouncing all around the room, pouring Cleo wine. And surprise, surprise, Christian made a friend at the bar. He's like, well, I met this American girl. And, you know, it it was great to meet someone from America and England. And we see the clip of Christian hitting on this girl. This was brutal. It was good that there were cameras there. And I think hopefully that would give Cleo some peace of mind. But having to watch this was so awkward. Yes. And then he asked her for like social media and stuff. Oh yeah. He was like, you know, I'm not really a big drinker. It's like, okay, there's your your first lie. Uh, But we're here. So, you know, cheers to Americans in London. Uh, Follow me on social media. Let's stay in touch. That's why he was, he was flirting because you wouldn't just tell a random girl, like, oh yeah, I'm not a big drinker. You'd be like, hey, I'm here celebrating with my girl. Finally met her, like, YOLO, cheers to that. Like, you wouldn't just play a persona. Also, if I was at a bar and I started talking to someone who was sitting at the bar alone and they told me they weren't a big drinker, I'd be like, sir, you're at a bar alone. It's a pretty... That's a great point. <laughs> it's a pretty big sign that you're... You'll like the sauce. If, I mean, if you were there with a group of six other dudes and you're like, I'm not really a big drinker, I'm just here with my buddies. I'd be cool, I get that. It makes total sense. It's the middle of the day and you're at the bar by yourself. That's a great point. Also, I hope this girl watches the show, how he got banned from drinking anything else on the plane. 
which is outrageous <laughs> to me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, okay, it gets worse, though, than just him chatting up a fellow American at the bar. He invited her to Cleo's for Thanksgiving. Yes. Well, Cleo invited Jane. Okay. So there is a part of me that I feel like in his head, he's like, well, I might as well bring a friend when he, when he was drunk. Okay. I can almost make sense of that logic, except for, oh, I don't know, nine or ten things. One, it's not your house to invite someone to. Well, it's an Airbnb. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's scratch that then. <laughs> it's You're still inviting a girl back to, I guess, your shared place when you're there specifically to spend time with Cleo to see if, oh, do we get along? Should we make this more serious? Do we have a future? And you're inviting a random girl over? It's really bad. Like if yeah. you, if you did that or if I did that to you, like just if you, if and sometimes when I think of these things, I put myself or you in these positions to, so it really kind of fully hit me how bad this is. Oh, completely. And I guess the third and final, and, and maybe the worst, is this is showing a pattern of behavior. This oh, is not. Yeah. This is not just like, oh yeah, there was this lonely girl in America or in London from America who has no one to celebrate Thanksgiving with. No, you were bragging about the two girls you were chatting up on the plane. Now you're talking about another girl you're chatting up. It's like. Can we leave you alone? Let's no. not forget about the girls at the pub and they the went girls to. At the, but at least, well, I guess I was going to say at least Cleo was there. Maybe that makes it worse that he's doing it in front of her. I think he ha- he gains confidence with drinking. Of course. And I think that when that hits, when that right level of alcohol hits and he's ready to flirt, he cannot stop himself. I think yeah. a sober Christian would not do that. You're probably right. But so things were good. They were cosplaying. They were dancing around. They were giving out sterling silver necklaces. But now, <laughs> now Cleo's worrying about the future again. Yeah, because she's like, uh, okay, first of all, you know, bring a random person here. I don't like meeting random people. I have anxiety. Yeah. I don't forget about my autism. Forget my autism. Why are you bringing random girls here? Yeah, but no, don't forget about it because it's true. He does not consider Cleo. Correct. He doesn't really, and maybe he doesn't know her well enough, and that's understandable because they're just meeting. But he doesn't put her needs, definitely not in front of his, but not even on an equal level as his needs, it seems like. Nope, he does not. Yeah, so let's see how Thanksgiving goes. See if anyone's going to be stuffing any turkeys. Well, I'll, I'm very curious to see because the previews, Looked interesting <laughs> with Jane being there with the right questions. Yeah. All right. Let's look at that beautiful hummus. Let's go to Misha and Nicola. And this was mind-blowing. This segment to me was mime. I was not prepared for this. No. So we pick up where we left off. Misha's meeting the family. They all are at Nicola's place and his mom's. Yeah. Brothers and mom sitting on the couch. Nicola's playing it cool, saying, I don't want to translate anything. Yeah, he was refusing to explain who this beautiful woman is sitting here in your living room. But Misha kept pushing, and eventually he's like, okay, so this is Misha. Um, Well, brother Andy asked, like, tell me, how do you know her? Where Where did you meet her from? Yeah, and so he finally started speaking. He's like, she put a post about Jesus. I corrected her. 
three years later, we started talking on the phone and we kind of grew our relationship and uh, we're hoping to get engaged this week. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh-huh. And you're telling us now? Like this has been going on for seven years. Well, that's and what, you're telling us now? Yeah, that's exactly Mickey, Andy, the brothers are like, wait, huh? Okay, six years and you didn't say anything? And everyone's excited. No one's upset. And Misha's like, can you please, talking to her brothers, mm-hmm. can you please translate this to mom? And I love that she is there on a mission. Oh, yeah. She's not there to hide. She's there to see if this if this can work. Totally. Yeah. So Mickey's like, all right, mom, in 10 days, they're getting engaged. What do you think? And I was bracing myself. I was holding on to the remote. I was getting nervous. I was like, "Ah, I really feel bad for Misha. She's putting herself out there. She wants this to happen. And she's going to just get rejected right there in her face. No. Mom's like over the moon happy. She's crying. She's thrilled. She couldn't be more excited. She's like, I want to come to America. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 she shook her boobs. Did you see that? No. Mom was like, I want to come to America. Oh. She did a little dance I'm and everyone's to. loving it. I'm like, geez, Nadia, <laughs> you look. At, here's what I think. I think mom sees this beautiful woman and says, all right, he finally fucking meets. If he finally fucking met someone, get him out of my fucking house. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Because I got Andy and Randy over here to deal with. That I got to set them up with some women, too. Well, I think they're married. You think so? I think the brothers have families. Mm. <laughs> I, I do think that. So, okay. Yes, she's happy. She's excited, Mom. That is. And then, yeah, I forgot. Okay, well, there's more bad news. Misha's a, Misha's a dirty whore, right? <laughs> she was married and had kids. And you have, like, the silence, they translate it to, to mom, and mom is like, so what? I keep telling him to hurry up. <laughs> yeah. I freaking loved it. Team Nadia I all the loved way. it, and I think Nadia's just like, just get him out of my house. Like, I want to have peace. Well, she's a good mom for this one reason. She wants her son to be happy. She's not putting her happiness or her beliefs over anyone's. Correct. And she's like, sure, you guys want to live in the U.S.? Yeah, I'll come visit. I'll, you do you. You be happy. Please. Yeah. Now. And it's almost like Nicola's, <laughs> Nicola's getting upset that everyone's accepting her. And it's like, well, what if I told you she smokes one cigarette a year on New Year's? Huh? You still coming to America, Mom? <laughs> well, I think Nic- I hope Nic- Nicola expected this shit show. And it's not happening. I think he's thrown off by it. But at the same time, how well do you know your family then? Right. And so there's two schools of thought here. There's the Andy school of thought who thinks, okay, well, it's actually probably Nicola who's scared that people are going to judge him because he walks around. He's holier than now. But now he's in a relationship with a divorced woman who has two kids. And so Andy's going, Nicola is probably scared that people are going to judge him and his commitment to faith. That's one school of thought. Who's Andy? Isn't Andy Nicola's brother? I don't know. I just called them the brothers. Oh, well, I took notes. Brothers and Nadia. Oh, I had Mickey and Andy. Okay. Okay. So that's Andy. That's his school of thought. Then there's the Misha school of thought, which is, okay, it's not his family who has an issue or Mm. may have an issue with my past. It's 
Nicola. Which I would have subscribed to more so than Andy's school yeah. thought. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. But at the end of the day, also, I don't know if I subscribe to to that school of thought because Nicola is the one pursuing Misha, knowing full well her past. Correct. So he's already accepted it well, to a certain extent. I think he accepted it himself, but I think he still feels like bringing this up to public. Even if it's to his family, it's a little, I don't want to say. But that's Andy's school of thought then. That's saying Nicola is worried about what others are going to think oh, of him. Oh, okay. Misha's thinking, oh no, it's Nicola who has the problem. You know, I, I could subscribe to both. Like I can see totally. both sides. Totally. Yeah. But all good. Mom's happy. Brothers that are like, sure. Why didn't you tell us earlier, dude? Yeah. Nicola's shocked. And Misha's like, oh, this was amazing. Let's get down to business with Nicola to find out if he's the one who's ashamed of the fact that I am a divorcee with two kids. Yeah. So, okay. That all went well. New day. They're going to go out on the town. It's almost a celebration of acceptance. And, and they're going to Akar, which is this cool city with a lot of history. 5,000-year-old city. Very cool. They go watch some cliff jumpers. They walk around the city and Nicola is showing her where his grandparents lived because he spent his childhood here. Mm -hmm. And this is great. Misha loves seeing it, loves learning about Nicola's 30 years back. Yep. And then they go for that good, good hummus. Mm. And also to yell at a waitress for coffee. Well, apparently that's normal because they all know each other. You think you're in Minnesota, Misha? Everyone here knows each other and loves each other. Coffee! <laughs> <laughs> no, we do that in New York, too. Well, you don't just yell. You know, ex Excuse me. If you're friendly with the server. I guess. You can. Hey, Flo! A little Who? more half and half? Flo? Yeah, it's Do classic, you know a Flo? Classic diner. That was a diner waitress name. Tell me one flow you know from a diner. Well, there's a TV show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It escapes me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But flow from Progressive. She's like a diner waitress. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know who you're talking about. Serving up great insurance at a low price. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Flow. All right. I'll give Call you Call in. Everyone knows a flow. I, I know zero flows, but... I knew a flow, my favorite pizza place, New Haven, Sally's Pizza. <laughs> Flo was the owner. Flo and Sally owned it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any flows. I just named three. I'm on, yeah. I, I, I know zero flows. I feel like if it comes to diners, I probably can picture Luke. Because Luke? of Luke's diner from the Gilmore uh, Girls. Nice. All mm -hmm. right. Back to a car where and that beautiful hummus, the beautiful hummus. Uh, Misha and Nicola just kind of going over the family conversation, and Misha a little surprised and happy that she wasn't judged the way Nicola made it seem like she would be. I mean, Nicola literally told her, "You come, you see my family; they will hate you. My Pretty mom much. will hate you. Brothers will hate you. They will all ha hate you." Misha, I will, I don't know if I, I'll need to protect you and not translate because they will hate you. It's like, that's what he told her. Yeah. And here's my question. Why? Let's say even, even that's true. Mom and brothers would hate her. I would never tell someone that. 
Well, you want to give someone a fair warning. Hey, you're walking into what could be a contentious situation. It's not going to be lovey-dovey or open arms, at least not from what I've experienced in the past. So it's okay to give someone a heads up. But he has not experienced this in the past. He is a 40-something-year-old virgin, and it's not the movie with Michael Scott. It's Nicola's life. He never brought anyone to to mom's house. But maybe so he couldn't know. Maybe the brothers did. Maybe he has had some experience talking about mm. women, and mom's like, absolutely not. You need to marry so and so. Or I think mom just wants him out. I agree. I think mom doesn't care who he marries. I think she wants him out of her house. I agree. What I'm missing, I don't think we got, was a testimonial from Nicola to the camera after the meeting where the producers are like, oh, so that was pretty good. Mm. Are you surprised? Like we didn't get to hear, we got to hear Misha say, oh, wow, that was amazing. I'm so, I'm so happy that I was accepted, but we never got to hear Nicola go, huh, look at that. Correct. Didn't, didn't expect my mom to be that welcoming. Well, Misha brings it up at this restaurant and he's like, Nicola, it seems like it's not your parents or mom or your brothers who are worried about me being divorced. It's you. Like mm-hmm. you are the one who's bothered by it. Not your family, not your culture. And Nicola reassures her that it's not true. He's like, not at all. Not true. I love you so much. And that's where it ends. Yeah. His face said otherwise. He was saying, I'm absolutely not bothered by your past. His face said otherwise. Well, I just think it's because... After he puts God above all. Yeah. And if Jesus or God say, well, she should not be divorced. I think that's what he's going by. And he just hopes she can get the annulment from the church. True. So it can be puri- She can be purified in a way and they can move forward. I think that's what bothers him. I think. I think he's not bothered by the, the fact that she was married or the fact that she has kids. It's more so, how is Jesus going to look at this? I think that's a fair point. I forgot about the need for the annulment, and that could be weighing heavy on him. Once that comes through, he could be yeah. singing a different tune. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to take a break. Okay. When we come back, whee! I mean, have we talked about Gino and Jasmine yet? Not yet, but we will soon. We will soon. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll tell you about our sponsors for this episode, and we'll be back in a second. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How is it going? Good. Are you ready to talk about David's big American penis? (laughs) (laughs) I almost forgot about his big American penis and then, nope, right back. Well, let me first start with this. At the very, very, very beginning of the season, we all were kind of like, is she pregnant? She looks pregnant. I think she's pregnant in those interviews. I don't have the goods because I'm 
I don't want to spoil it myself, so I'm refusing to look. But as I was doing my research for this week's By the Way, there were a couple articles that popped up surrounding that topic. Yeah. And, and I refused to read it because I don't want to know. Don't read it, but the more I look at her, because first I was like, she's just sitting strangely, right? I was like, yeah, she's probably not pregnant. She is so tiny in every single scene that even if she was sitting in a strange way, she would not have that belly. And it's not even like a belly, like, oh, she getting weighed. It's a very round belly. All right. Well, you're Here's gonna... my only thing. <laughs> I hope for your sake she's pregnant. Here's my thought. Maybe it is a shitty shot because why would I give it away? Like you can do a testimonials when it cuts right above her belly, mm. but they've been showing it a lot. Mm -hmm. So here is my thought for it. If she is pregnant, they may reveal it at the end of the season or something. Mm. So then it would kind of like, it wouldn't be a shocker that she was doing interviews like this. Here's the only thing from a timing point of view. This is the first time they met. Yeah. We're watching it. We know they banged. We know David's got a big American hog. <laughs> and it's probably very fertile. So, okay. But how long does it take to show the way she's showing? Four, five months? I don't know. So, do they really wait that long to film these scenes stuff. she's not showing a lot that's why it's like you really need to like take a look at it and be like is that a pregnant belly it's not <laughs> super obvious yeah so that could be three months i don't i don't know all right i don't know well tbd tbd but david has a plan he's like i'm here now i don't know where when i can come back this whole tragedy with her mom and everything just Made me love her even more. And uh, I saw different w different sides of her that I appreciate how she takes care of her family and her son. And he's like, it's the time to shine. It's the time to shine. Yeah, it's time to go shopping. Yes. Sheila's got a prayer service for mom. So David's going to do some shopping on his own. Translator Amy is unavailable. So David's kind of got to figure it out himself. And he's doing well. Yeah, he, he gets to a market, he takes a cab and asks the driver, oh, can you show me where the ring store is? Show me the money, show me the ring. And he gets a little lost, but he ends up finding it. And Everyone's he, super helpful, but the ring store clerk. Okay, this, first of all, this store looked like it was ripped straight out of Midtown Manhattan. Right? This looked like, yeah, you see, oh, I love New York shirts. You see little Statue of Liberty keychains hanging. Like, this store is on every block in Midtown Manhattan. Yes. not But not with all these rings. Eh, certain stores. <laughs> so he talks to the saleswoman. He's like, I'm looking for a ring for my girlfriend. And he tells her, he's like, I, I'm deaf. I cannot hear. Yes. And so they were using the, the phone, the cell phone, yeah. to communicate a bit. She spoke English, but I think she dismissed the fact that he's deaf. So he keeps talking to him, telling the cameras, he doesn't, he doesn't hear me. He, he's not responding to me. Yeah, I think she would maybe forget mm. over the course of the interaction. But her English is, is fine. I yeah. feel like because that entire store, and this is what leads to the whole feeling like it's in New York, everything in that store was in English. Oh, I missed All that. the signage, oh. the products, everything was in English. So she's pretty fluent, I would imagine, in well, English. David is looking at all these rings, trying them on, 
trying to figure out the one. Because he's got big plans. He booked a romantic beach getaway. Just for her and Sheila. Yes, for him and Sheila. Yes, for him and Sheila. Thank you. The plan is if all goes well on this vacation, pop the question. Yes, because, as I said before, if not now, then when? He doesn't know when he can come back. Yeah. And so he he's a bit picky. He's a man who knows what he wants. And he finally finds the ring he likes. 83 bucks. Not bad. Not bad. I would consider that a steal. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm thinking. Okay? I'm not counting anyone's money. But Sheila might. And so think about it. $83 seems pretty reasonable. Seems good. Imagine he dropped 1000 on the ring. Sheila would probably just go, well, oh, I, I wish you would just fix the house instead of spending. A th- if you have $1,000 to spend on a ring, why don't you fix the house instead? Fix these stairs. So there's almost this weird catch-22 where it's like, yeah, you want to spend money for the ring. But if you spend too much, then she's going to wish you spent it on the home. Or well, thinks you have all this money to spend on me. Well, I don't think she'll know the price of the ring. And I don't think he'll tell her. That's fair, too. I honestly, I'll just come out and say it. I know nothing about the rings. And the engagement ring you gave me is gorgeous and it's shiny. And I know it's a real diamond because you told me, right? And I trust you. But if you just showed it to me... I would be like, oh, that looks like a real diamond. How mm-hmm. do I know? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what material it is. Sure. Like, I would have no idea because I am no expert. That's why I was very clear when I said this is sterling silver. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my ring isn't silver. No, it's no. not. No. Um, Anyways, okay. back to this ring. Yes. So he's going to propose with the ring if things go well, even though he knows it's not the best timing. Her mom just passed. John real. Says he doesn't want to move. John Real. Ah. <laughs> Did you say tomato. John Real? Yeah. Like John is real? John Real. <laughs> that would be his rapper name probably. John well, Real. Maybe it, it could be. Yeah, maybe. If he, if he makes it to the U.S. Sure. That's the path he's going to follow in Nebraska. <laughs> Straight out of Nebraska. J.R. John Real. <laughs> Your way to beautiful girl. That's a good song. Yeah. Sean Kingston. That's what it is. <laughs> I wish they was like, JR. No, it's Sean Kingston. Mm. Anyways. Um, okay. So that's that's the plan. So let's go. Let's head off on this romantic getaway. And it's just the two of them. Well, when they're still at the hotel room in her hometown, she asks if it can just be the two of them. And because she wants to spend time with him. And she doesn't mean we'll leave JR home. She means... Oh, please, no Amy. Yes, no Amy because she's jealous of her being young and being able to communicate with David. Yeah, beautiful, smart Amy with with all those signs. <laughs> well, David's down because he's like, yeah, I we have some things to discuss, so I'm all down for some long time. Mm-hmm. However, he needs her to start practicing some sign language. Maybe that's, you know, you get her a nice ring, you slip it on the finger, and that's going to make her want to show off her hands. Oh. That may be the little kick in the ass she needs to learn sign language. Well, she needs to learn, and I have no she idea wants how. She flaunt that ring. Not even that. I think she needs to learn for her own sake if she wants to be with David. Absolutely. And I don't know how hot it is or not, but I think she, if Amy said she learned it in a month, 
I think she look into. Not in a month, but she could probably learn it. I'll learn enough, more than she knows yeah, now. Yeah, and I don't think she can get to the level of David signing because he went to a boarding school for deaf kids. So I think they learn sign language, like the fancy one, the one that's... I've read it somewhere on like Reddit that he apparently signs. He can sign really well, and it seems like he dumps it down for the show. Like he doesn't go all uh, in. Like he signs, he uses like easier sign language to understand. Interesting. But I feel like Sheila can learn. If nothing, she can learn to communicate. And then she can learn more with yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. They want to go on this romantic getaway, just the two of them. But they get in this van that seemed like it was public transportation. There was people passed out in the back of the van. Yeah, I mean, you need to get there somehow. I know, but can't you take a production van? This is the first time I think I've seen 90 dayers in a public bus or van with just randos. It doesn't even make sense. You'd have to get permission from the people on the van. They're asleep. I know. (laughs) They didn't even know what was happening. I was just like, that's very strange to me. Well, maybe they were trying to make it as real as possible because David says, I spent a lot of money on this beautiful getaway and I worked a lot for this. So maybe he's trying to cut corners or whatever he can. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, three hours later, they get to the resort. And this place looked luxe. There's champagne mm-hmm. on arrival, ocean views. Beautiful. And she was like, this is my first nice hotel. So she's loving it. Yeah. She's never stayed at a hotel or been to a vacation like this. Mm-hmm. So cheers. They welcome them with a champagne. And let's look at the room. Beautiful. And I think they still have the bed there for Amy. Yeah. <laughs> There's right? an extra bed. <laughs> but it's like, it's so random. It's not like sometimes in the US you book a room with two queens, right? Yeah. This was not. That was a big king size bed. And there was another bat, like like below it. It was almost like a cot. Like what? A cot. Like a rollaway bat oh. that, that you bring in. Unless John, John, well, we didn't see John Rail. No. Yeah, maybe it's like a, it's like a banging bat. It's maybe. a bang bat. Yeah, we know they don't like the shower before they get in bed, so maybe that's the dirty bed. Well. And the clean bed. They do like to shower now because uh-huh. they sit down and David says, let's put the phone away. Let's sign. I want you to sign. Yeah. So she tries. She is trying. She was, a, or David was a little upset that she didn't learn more. Anything. Before he came. So why didn't you learn? And she makes a good point. He's, oh, well, we texted. True. But they also FaceTime. So she could start learning a little she more. She could. But she said she'll work on it. So all good. I think it's good enough and satisfying for David so she can sign, hey, do you want to take a shower together? Hello. Hello indeed, because they disappear and we just hear some uh, laughing and clothes being taken off and uh, that's where we land. That's where we leave them for now. Yeah, that big American penis is ready for action. Reporting for duty. All right. All right. Are you ready to leave the Philippines and go to sunny Panama? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's talk about Gina and Jasmine for a moment because that was wild. Let's start with a little spa day. Spa day. Jasmine wants to give Gino a spa day. 
So, of course, take off your hat. Well, first of all, Gino's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a bathrobe on top of it and his stupid hat. Yeah, yeah. And Jasmine wants Gino to take it off so she can fully get into the spa moment and give him a face mask and a massage. But Gino, of course, will not take off that stupid hat. But he will spin it around. (laughs) He was like... Okay, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, one, two, three, ah, and then he just like spun it around so quickly. Like he is so paranoid of anyone seeing his bald head. It's like, dude, we know you have a bald head. How about you just embrace it and you move on? I think it would look better than all your Hawaiian shirts. The hats look so bad. So that, bad. Yes, the, the bald head cannot look. Unless he has like a big pimple or like something that he just carries around and he's hiding from at, us. At this point, it's just become his signature piece. So I get it. But in this moment, you're trying to relax. You're having a spa day. His whole vibe was anything but relaxed. Yes, wearing a hat. As you said, he's wearing a button down with a robe over it Mm -hmm. and then laying on a bed with just this like sloppy mask on. The whole thing, I was uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. So this situation went from zero to 100 very, very fast because Jasmine starts pampering him, puts a face mask on and she's like, I just want him to feel good so we can talk about me not wanting to have babies, right? And all of a sudden... They start talking about a K-1 visa and Gino's like, well, I will follow with immigration when I get home to see what's up. I'm like, no, you're not because you can only follow up with them when they run out of their timeline and their timelines usually extra three years. (laughs) So you cannot, they would not allow you. They would, you can call them. They'll be like, sir, what's on your application? Does it say do not follow up with us until 2025? Well, then do that. Well, I'm going to follow with a, with a direct request. <laughs> Good luck, Gino. Yeah. Well, Jasmine goes, and it'll be ignored like usual. And that's also accurate because they have so many cases that they don't care if you follow up or you complain. Like they have their own timeline. And the only time, again, they will listen to you is if they run out of their own timeline. I feel like this is a special circumstance. And if I were working in immigration, I would get Jasmine over here stat. Because I want to see them together in Michigan. Oh, I would love that. So please, let's expedite the shit out of this case. Well, let's see if we even get there. Because we went from talking about the K-1 visa to talking about Jasmine needing to be supported. Yeah, so Jasmine's like, all right, how about this? We know we're having a delay with the K-1. If... I'm not going to be getting this visa anytime soon. You can at least help me pay for this apartment. I'm sick of moving. I'm sick of the stress of moving. So keep me here in this apartment that I love. And it's, I think it's crazy that that apartment is 3000 American dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And Gino's paying for it on top of his own rent and stuff. Yeah. And Gino's like, well, how about 1500 or, or 2000 which is still a de- that must be a decent apartment for that money. Oh yeah, I feel like one, the apartment they're in now is super nice, very luxurious. Two, they need the room because Jasmine's sister yeah is staying there, so that's unfair 
if Gino has to pay for Jasmine's sister. But I also think you can live in an equally or in a nice building, maybe not as nice, but nice enough for two grand and have two rooms. Yeah, but Dane won't be living there. Ooh, I keep forgetting (laughs) about Dane, but she will remind us of Dane. Yeah, momentarily. Shortly. So Gina's like, get your phone. Let's look up. Let's find another place that's more affordable. And Jasmine's like, for once, just say yes to me. And Gina goes, you're sounding a little spoiled. She's like, how am, I, oh how am I spoiled asking for a decent place? When I met you, you had money for sugar babies. You took your ex to Disney. You took her to, no, Le- to Legoland. To Legoland. <laughs> but, you, but you can't get me a place I like. You're trash. She's like, you spend, you spend more money on a week-long vacation in Legoland with your ex than you spend on my monthly apartment. And here's why I love Gino. Because he is incapable of coming up with his own insults. All he does <laughs> is parrot whatever is thrown at him. So this is the first, this is the first you see it in this episode. She's like, you spend more money going to legal land. You can't get me my own place. You're trash. And Gina just goes, no, you're trash. <laughs> and then you'll see if you follow along every other insult that Jasmine throws at him, he just repeats back to her. Which is hysterical. Well, speaking of throwing, she starts throwing his clothes out of the closet and just yelling at him to get out of her life and her apartment. Mm-hmm. And then he snaps and he stands up and starts throwing her clothes. <laughs> what a relaxing spa day. Let me and just say that. And then Jasmine is like, cheap weirdo motherfucker, get out of my house. <laughs> and then she was the icing on the cake, which to me made the fight less serious and more just a show. She took the electric toothbrush and threw it out of the bathroom, which is just like, it's a callback to their yeah. first season. And it's like, all right, now that almost takes me out of it because it's such a performance. Well, it is and it's not. I think maybe it's exaggerated. And Gino just says, he's like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just done. But she comes back in a little bit and she's just hysterically crying saying he's not financially helping her and Gino is like I wish you acknowledged the past two and a half years when I've been sending you money and taking care of you and Jasmine just is losing it she's like I just want to feel loved Gino and I feel like she says it every single time they fight and she does she runs out of good arguments she just says she wants to feel loved yeah yeah and he's like well I'm trying to give you all the love I can but I'm not paying $3,000 a month for a place. Yes. And that's the last we see of them like in the moment. And then they go to give the interview to the camera. <laughs> and Jasmine's like, I should be the most important person in your life, Gino. And Gino goes, well, you're tied. You're tied for the most important with my family. And that's all he needed to say for her to start losing it. She, that says her off. She's like, how can you fucking compare me to your family? And this is where she goes like, you're an idiot. And Gina goes, you're an idiot. She's like, and fuck <laughs> you. And he's like, fuck you. Goes, you're a trash. You are a trash. Goes, you're trash. No, you're trash. It's like, <laughs> come up with your own rebuttals, Gino. It's yeah, so well, fucking funny. Then she asked me like, your family is a trash. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Then she oh says something that I think. She said a lot of things in the past that really insulted him in a way that not many people would come back. 
But this, I don't know how they're going to get over this because she's like, my ex knows how to bang me. I'm going back to him now. She goes, I'm going to go and fuck my ex. Who knows how to fuck me? He's the best I've ever had. And she was like, go back to him. <laughs> go go to hell. Well, and then Jasmine's like, he's the most important person in my life. Do you want to see a video of me banging Dane? It's pretty recent. <laughs> like... like like one month ago. The way she said it's pretty recent. <laughs> I was like, that's such a, such a weird, just in this rage. She's like, you want to see a video of me fucking him? It's pretty recent. Uh, <laughs> like one month ago. Well, when she said, do you want to see a video of me banging Dane? Gino said yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? And then she just storms off. She goes, she goes, you want to see a video of me fucking Dane? It's pretty recent. Like one month ago. And Gina goes, is that so? <laughs> goes, go fuck yourself, you whore. <laughs> and then he, she leaves and he's like, psycho. <laughs> oh my gosh. And let's not forget, it was supposed to be a spa day. Yeah, it was not a spa day. It oh. was a, it was a wild, wild day. What a wild afternoon. And I, I, I want to see how they're going to come back from this because what she said, like, there's. She's going to cry and apologize and he's going to be like, okay, I take you back. But if you think about it, there, I know a lot of people like hurting others with words, right? And I think we all tried it in the past, but at the same time, it's like, you cannot take back what you say. No, and you have to show us the video now. <laughs> like, you cannot take something like this back and say, oh, I was just kidding. It's like, no, you weren't. Yeah. Because you don't kid about something <laughs> like this. You don't just make it up. Like, that's just outrageous. The way she goes, it was pretty recent. <laughs> Makes me think of whenever you're on your iPad or whatever, and it's like recent memories. And then oh. it just puts photos and videos to music. And I just imagine her, like, being on her iPad. And it's like... <laughs> Pretty recent. And it's just a video of her banging Dane to that dumb, like, acoustic guitar music that the iPad always puts it to. I, okay. I don't think she banged Dane because I don't think he ba- would want to bang her. I think he got a taste of Jasmine and her being a little unstable at, at times. Mm-hmm. I think he just wants to stay far away from it. He can be her friend, but I don't think he even banged her because imagine that that could have caused her trying to get into that relationship and I don't think Dane would want that. Wait, what do you mean? That could have caused her... Like, imagine they did bang and Jasmine was like, oh my gosh, Dane, I want to get back together. I don't think Dane would want to deal with that. I think Dane is done. Yeah, probably. He can be her friend, which which is fine, but that's about it. Well, let's see. Unless... It's a pretty crazy lie to spew. Well, here's the thing. If it's a lie good but not because she said it and Gino won't forget if it's not a lie well that's it I don't think Gino will get past the fact that she banged Dane a month ago while he's paying for this $3,000 apartment yeah it's pretty recent (laughs) All right, let's move on to a couple who's doing no banging that we know of no banging Riley and Violet so they're meeting again at this market Riley's only got a couple of days left. His time is winding down. So, yeah, they're going to meet up and spend the day together at a market. Yeah, so she's showing him the market she goes to every day with her mom. He's trying some fruits. Yeah, it was similar to a jackfruit, but I guess a little bit different. Yeah, was it lychee? I don't know. It could have been. 
I missed what she said it was. I like lychee. I don't know if that was lychee was is smaller, but looks similar. Okay. Whatever it was, I'm glad he tried. But the follow up, he's like, this tastes like if you fried my dog shit and uh and uh garlic butter. Garlic butter. I'm like, huh. what? Quite the picture you just painted. Yeah. Also, what? So, they're sitting there, and they're talking. And Riley's got his sweat towel, and he's just covering his nose with it. Well, he says, I can't take all the smells from all the food here, and which is disrespectful. Yeah, classic King Kill feeling uh-huh. with, with that comment. He's like, yeah, there's just a lot of smells going on here. I don't feel great. And Violet says it. She, she's like, he kills good moments. I mean, yeah. here it comes again. Yeah. And so they're talking, and Violet thinks Riley doesn't trust her. Right? Yes. She's like, even if even when I'm honest with you, you still don't trust me. And he's telling her why. He's like, I do have trust issues. It's because of my ex cheated on me with a guy I knew. I found him in her closet, mm-hmm. which is crazy if you think about it. Oh, totally. But then he's like, I don't trust women. Yeah. And that's a really eh, bad statement. Wrong like, answer. You cannot not trust the entire species because of one or two failed relationships. You're stereotyping, you're generalizing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a case-by-case basis here. Yeah, but then he kind of, like, brings back, well, you know, like, you talking to my dad behind my back, telling him things about me, like, that just didn't rub me the the right way. And she kind of gets it. She's like, oh... Okay, so next time I have a problem with you, I won't send your dad a nasty text message. Yeah. And then she apologizes. Yeah, yeah. She she said what Riley wanted her to say, which was, it was wrong of me. I shouldn't have texted your dad. Yeah, but did she mean it? Because uh, last time she said, no, I, I stand by it. I think she I think she means it. I really do. I don't know how you can stand by that, this childish behavior. I guess. I, th- I think she meant that. I think she was stubborn the first time the conversation came up. And she was like, no, I'm never wrong. I'm not going to say I was wrong. And now she realizes, you know, maybe maybe I was wrong. And she admits to it. And it's the magic words. Riley forgives Violet now. Well, things are great. So let's do some sightseeing on this double-decker bus. This, yeah, this one is not on the back of a motorcycle. No, getting this traditional hat, which yes. I loved. yes. Riley did, Riley did too. Oh, yeah. I think it provided him some much-needed shade. Yeah. I don't think it was that hot, is it? He's sweating He's, she's every wearing scene. A, she's wearing a winter hat. True. He was nonstop sweating. He was carrying a sweat towel with him. True. Well, Riley feels like, all right, it's been great lately. I just need to come clean and put all my cards on the table. Oh, boy. So he's like, well, before I came here, I talked to a P.I., I was going to hire him to look into your past, but then I decided not to. I decided I'll just get to know you on your own, on my mm-hmm. own. You don't have the right to do that here. What we we are not suitable if that's how you are going to act. Well, I think she first dismissed his comment about I was going to do it. Yeah, all she heard was PI. Well, yeah, he did contact the private investigator. He did. That's almost as bad, if not as bad as it's thought that counts, right? The thought yeah. was, I need to get a private investigator to look into you. So I think it's just as bad, to be honest. It was probably a monetary thing. I forget how much the PI said it was going to cost. Oh. But rather, it's like, well, I'm not going to spend that much. He he went far enough for it to be bad. 
So she had every right to react as if he did go all the way. And she's mad, but Riley's like, well, you know, it's a normal common thing in my country (laughs) to do this. What country do you live in, Riley? America? Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not common. Where is he? He's like outside of D.C., isn't he? In Virginia? Um, Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think he's, nah, Pennsylvania. Or Pennsylvania. Well, I don't think it's common there either. No, it's more common to call up Max and Neve on catfish than it is to call the private investigator. Also, nowadays, we just just do our PR work ourselves, right? We just use the good old Google and... Yeah, unless unless you have like a massive suspicion of, let's say if I was thinking, okay, John's cheating on me, I would try to figure it out myself and it would take months and I'm like, oh, I know he's doing something shady. I would maybe, and I would really feel it. I would maybe consider it, but I would need to be like 100% sure that you just do something wrong for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just, like if I was like, oh, John's John's texting tonight. I don't know who he's texting. Let me call the PI so he can look into that. Because yeah. that was kind of Riley thing. Oh, let me just look into into her past before I even get to talk to her in person. Yeah, we, we've seen in the past friends enlisting friends to to pose as yeah catfish, right? With Rishi and Jen. Yeah. And shout out to Randy, right? Like we've seen that before. Which yeah. Maybe you do that. I mean, you don't. But maybe you do that if you're yeah. immature in, in high school and you you run that scheme. But to hire a private investigator, I don't think it's all that common. No, it's not at all. Like there's something shady must be happening for a while. I would hope that you want to go yeah. spend your money on something like this. Yeah. So Riley keeps making the case that I didn't end up going through with it. I, I never actually went forward with it. I was It was just a conversation. But I think the damage is done. It is because Val is like, don't, like she's like, Shh, don't yeah. talk to me. And she like stands up and just pays attention to the view. Yeah. And she's, I think, she, I don't think they can make it past this because every single time they have a good moment, it's followed by two bad ones. Yeah, can kill feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't think prior to this, I don't think they had a future. This, I feel like was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Are you ready for one more couple that's definitely doomed? Is that it? One more? One more. It's Razvan and Amanda. Yeah, things are still tense after that argument from the night before. And we're still in this hotel room. I think this is episode three. So I saw it. I didn't bring it up, I don't think, last episode. But I've talked about how TLC 90 Day, they tweet. Every Sunday night they'll tweet and they'll say, oh, here's a little more information on this scene. Here's a little more information Mm -hmm. on that scene. They tweeted about the fight between Amanda and Rasvin and the reason it started. Do you know why why it started in the first place? I don't know. So this is what they wrote. Also, they didn't tweet, they X'd. Oh, they X'd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will never say that. Okay. This is what the this is what the X was. According to Rasvin, <laughs> things escalated last night when Amanda wanted French fries at three AM. <laughs> But Rasvin told her the hotel restaurant was closed, and Amanda told him another guy would have gotten them for me. Ooh. So I think that's the whole, oh, you're bringing up Jason. You're comparing me to Jason. It was probably, well, Jason would have gotten me fries at 3 a.m. Oh, boy. So, yeah, because Jason would have probably supersized them and snacked on them along with you. But have you seen Rasvin's abs? That guy's not eating fries. Also, who makes you fries at 3 a.m.? 
Like no hotels in the US will do that for you. Unless there is 24-7 McDonald's down the street. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend, you're not getting fries at, <laughs> at 3 a.m. Yeah. So that's what the that's what the argument was over. So oh, boy. now they're sitting at the hotel and they're still kind of debating and having this conversation over what was said the night before. And Amanda brings up how they're different. They're two mm-hmm. different they're two different people. And she asks Rasvin, would you be willing to make sacrifices for our family if we had one? Like, would you be a janitor if your dreams of a life in entertainment failed? Would you would you you be willing to put your pride aside and do janitorial work or something else for the family? And he doesn't even really answer the question. He just gets upset that Amanda, I think, is doubting his ability to fulfill his dreams. Well, because Amanda said, well, I'm just nervous that you would come and I would need to take care of you until you fulfill your dreams. Yeah. And he's saying, I never asked you for money. I never asked anyone for anything. I work hard. I work on myself. And he's like, I want to be with someone who supports my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I get that completely. But also you have to live in, in the real world and I think it's a good question. Would you be willing to hustle like so many do who are chasing their dreams? Are you willing to bust tables? Are you willing to do the hard work, the janitorial work, the odd jobs? Are you willing to do that while you chase your dreams? He's not really answering that question. Because he doesn't want to. He has his eye on a prize and I think he's doing well in Romania yeah. with all the social media. And I honestly think he just needs to stay there. Yeah. And, and to your point, maybe he is making enough influencing or through social media where he's like, well, why would I go take a minimum wage job? Yeah. I'm making minimum wage or minimum wage plus doing this. I, I think he must be like that apartment he lives in. That whole building is very nice. I know it's a, nice. it's a studio or one bedroom, but I'm it sure. It is a studio. It's a freaking TV studio. Do you see the lights that are hanging <laughs> from the ceiling? It's like. Jeez. Yeah, but it looks like a very nice building. I'm sure it's pricey compared yeah. to many other places in that town. So I think he must be making decent money for himself to support himself. I don't yeah. think he maybe makes enough to support her and two kids in a different country. But I think that's where he's kind of like, wait a minute, like, you want to kill my dreams. I do well for myself. I, I've never asked you for anything and you're just a Debbie Downer here. And that's a good point because not only is Amanda discounting his dreams in a way by bringing up, oh, well, maybe you have to be a janitor. She's discounting what he's doing currently. Yeah. Saying, oh, whatever you're doing now, this is ridiculous. I see ring lights and green screens. Like, this is ridiculous. You might have to really bust your ass, blue collar shit. And- that's discounting all the hard work and what he's built currently because, yeah, he probably could continue doing that and making decent money. Yeah, plus now he can get on the cameo. He can get oh, on the yeah. defense, whatever. His like, star is only rising. Oh, yeah. So, so okay. Yeah, she, she definitely, like, I support your dreams 100%, but at the same time, I know if it came down to something I would do anything to survive, and I have in the past. Mm-hmm. I know you would too. Mm-hmm. Like you would go the extra mile if you had to, if we had to. Yeah. Like we, 
it sounds, I don't want to sound like, oh, look at us podcasting, but it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of research. We love doing it, right? But we do go the extra mile on this. We try to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we try to. We're hustling over here. We are. Yeah. So, okay. Amanda says, well, I wanted you to be the right person, but maybe we're just not right for each other. And Rasmin starts crying. He he really was invested in this relationship and thought Amanda could be the one or he wanted to go to America. Well, I think he just he's hurt because he, she he tells her, well, why didn't you tell me this earlier? Like you put me through all this. Yeah. And now you're coming and you're saying, well, we're different. It's like, no. Yeah, but you weren't spending any time together in real life. So she's telling him pretty early on. I'm not taking Amanda's side at all, but she wanted to go and meet him in person. She's not going to know how she feels about someone before that happens. Correct. But her issues with him is not how he looks or how he feels around him. I think she likes him. But it's the fact that his his glamorous lifestyle that he is an influencer. He wants to be an actor or a singer or something. And she wants someone or like Jason. And she finally admits she starts crying and she admits that she's scared to be in a new relationship and move on because she didn't expect it's going to be so hard. Yeah. She finally admits it. This was a big moment of clarity, yeah. some real honesty from yeah. her. And the rest one's crying, but he's like, you know, like we need to go back. We both need to think about it. It's like we both need to think about if this is worth it, if this is going to work. Yeah. In, in the car ride, she continues down this moan of clarity and she says, you know, it's harder than I thought to close the chapter on Jason. And this is what we all saw from episode one was this wasn't reality for her. This was this was some influencer, some social media hunk that she was talking to. It was almost like I don't want to say like porn, but mm-hmm. y- it's it's not real. You're watching video. You're looking yeah. at photos. It's not real. It's fantasy. Well, then it became real, and now she's realizing, oh, (laughs) pursuing Rasmin means closing the chapter on Jason. Yes. Here's why I'm going to give her shit again. Because Rasmin is like, well, we're supposed to go and see my parents in Croatia tomorrow. I don't don't even know if we should go. And she's like, well, I still want to. I want to stay. I want to work on things, and I want to meet your family. Yeah. And here's my question. Why? Meeting someone's parents is a huge deal, especially if he was married before they hated his ex and it essentially ended because they weren't good for each other. Bringing someone to your family that you're not sure about, why? Like literally, unless mom says, I want to be on TV, then I don't see a reason why. Well, again, not to defend Amanda, but she's here for a reason. It's to meet Rasmin, see if they're compatible and take it from there. So she's willing to continue down that path. She's having a hard time closing the chapter on Jason. But at the end of the day, as hard as it is to say and to accept, Jason's not coming back. It's not like if she books her flight home early and says, I was wrong, I shouldn't have chased Rasmin, that Jason's coming back and they can live happily ever after. That ship has sailed. So for her to continue to pursue Rasmin, it's difficult, but it's not wrong. So if the only thing keeping her from a happy relationship with Rasmin is Jason and feeling guilty, well, okay, 
you can have those feelings and still pursue Razvan because Jason's not coming back. He's not coming back. And also, Razvan is not Jason. He's not Jason 2.0. He's a very, very different type of a person. And I think she really hurt him with some of the words she said. For example, what you told me when uh, the whole fight started over French, French fries, fries at 3am and she said, well, Jason would have gotten it for me. And she apparently said, he's not even half the man that Jason mm-hmm. was, which is horrible. A horrible thing to say to a man that you are dating. Like, And now, on top of that, you want to go and see his parents? How about you stay in Romania for a little longer, but work on the relationship. Don't mix the parents. Don't, don't do this. Yeah, I don't know if she is feeling guilty or if she's feeling like she did overstep. But now when they get back to the apartment, she's being all lovey-dovey. And Razvan seems uninterested. He she, seems to be. She is being the most lovey-dovey we've ever seen it's her. It's weird. It's very weird. And I think it's really hitting Razvan because he's probably like, Let's just let's just pack and you know I'll, I'm gonna shower and and Amanda was like yeah I've never seen him like this very, very cold it's like you switched roles. Well, I could imagine, and we haven't really seen it, but we've heard enough. Or I could say I can picture her a little Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Mm. I could see her one way, and we're seeing a tale of two Amandas here a little bit where she is lovey dovey, and it's it is a little weird because we haven't seen it like that. And I could imagine the Amanda, when the cameras are off, screaming at the top of her lungs, get me French fries. Mm-hmm. And so I bet you there is maybe a little bit of a split personality going on here. And Rasmus just checked out. He's like, I can't deal with this. Yeah. It's where it ends. We'll see them in Croatia, maybe. Maybe. I would like to see Croatia. I think we will see them in Croatia because I saw the previews. Oh. You should go to Croatia. Check people out Croatia. You would love Croatia. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see about this couple. I'm always like, they cannot make it. They will finally break up because she's just not in this. And then they'll go to Croatia. So who knows? (laughs) Who knows? All right. That's the episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys want more. We're on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Married to Reality.Supercast.com. We're talking about the other way over there. And a little birdie told me Love is Blind after the author is coming back. So there, there may be some of that content. No you know promises. what that means, guys? We may. We may or may not cover yeah. 90 Day. Oh, no. <laughs> we- Love is Blind <laughs> after the author on the Patreon for all peeps. That's right. If, if, and on the Supercast. If we do decide to cover. And again, we may. Oh, may not. But if we do, it will be for all. It's just one of, we like to throw Patreon bonuses, Supercast bonuses, and we always do a monthly family affair bonus. We just covered episode one of Sister Wives this yes. season. And that's for the family affair only because that's the highest tier and we give them a little something extra. But once in a while we do something for all the family affairs, for all the patrons. I and the Supercast And the Supercast. And, and if we do, it will be Love is Blind After the Altar. Correct. And guys, guess what? The season of May or May Not is coming back. Oh. You remember? We may or may not be in costumes. Oh, yeah. We, we may or may not do a, a Halloween bonus. We but may or may not. That's like a, more than a month away. Still, I like to plan ahead. All and right. I may or may not. All right. Maybe we'll dress up like Cleo and Christian. Definitely not. All right. <laughs> well, something. 
We'll something figure. original, come on. All right, something original. All right, so that is Patreon. That is Supercast. We're also on Instagram. Give us a follow there, at Married to Reality Pod. Call in, message us, share your thoughts, share any tips. And by the ways, we love it all on Instagram, at Married to Reality Pod. Yes. Also, make sure you're just following the podcast wherever you're listening. So no matter what we drop, when we drop it, if it's on the free feed, you'll get it immediately to your, your device. It's so easy to follow the podcast. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as the beautiful review we got from our friend. Enviro Esquire. We loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fanboying over this review. Oh, I'm fangirling over yes. this review. So thank you. If you haven't left a review, be like our friend Enviro Esquire and drop us a rating. Drop us a review. If it's a five-star review, we'll read it on this podcast right here. Yes. All right. That is it. I think I've said it all. I've said too much. You've said way too much. Therese. I was about to turn off the mics a couple of times. You've said, <laughs> I think you almost did accidentally. <laughs> you said way too much. Yes. All right. So that is that. I've said it all. You've said it all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.